Want to go on a road trip? Then hitch your ride with Hayley. So would you go with me? Fridays, 10 a.m. on Line Dancer Radio. Hitchhikers, it's Hayley Wheatley and I'm back after a little break and I am so excited to be back. I have to tell you I could not wait to press the broadcast button this morning after a week off. So first up and first of all I just want to send out a big thank you to Asian Inline presenter and my dear friend Philip Sobriello for uh, taking my my radio show this time last week. Um, uh, you were in good hands so thank you very much Philip uh, for that and I, uh, I had a great 
great time away, which I'm going to tell you a little bit more about. But first of all, I want to see who's checking in with us this morning. Again, it's lovely to see you all back and checking in with me. And good morning, Phoenix. How are you doing? He says, morning, Haley. Tuned in for 9 p.m., winding down after five days of dancing. Wow, that's a lot of dancing, Phoenix. Is that your regular classes or have you had the event uh, this weekend too? Claire Kitching's in the house. Morning, Haley. We'll be listening till around 11 a.m. as we're going to Harrogate today. Wow, that sounds lovely, Claire. I love Harrogate. It's a lovely place. There's some great shops, and I think Betty's Tea Shop's there too, isn't it? Oh, and you have uh, Knaresborough nearby, which has Mother Shipton's Cave. Did you know that's the oldest tourist attraction in the whole of the UK? Um, back in Tudor times, people used to go there. Fantastic. You, you're certainly going to a great place today. I do hope you get the sunshine, Claire. Uh, up here a little bit north it's quite gloomy Tino lovely to see you in the house he says good morning everybody hope you're all fine today Hayley Wheatley can't wait to finally hear your voice again it's been so long thank you Tina that's so that's so kind of you I'm so excited. I'm talking so fast. I'm back. I'm back. And uh, Daniel Dykemans, good morning, Haley, and all. I listen. Thank you. Lovely. It's so great to see you in the house. It has been quite an exciting week, actually, and uh, lots been happening while I've been away. There's a new DJ in the house. I was so excited to hear about this. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Weekdays, good morning. 8 to 9.30 a.m. UK time. It's time to wake up with Willie. Live from Scotland, join Willie Brown for breakfast on Line Dancer Radio. How exciting. Welcome to the team, Willie. I just want to take a chance to welcome you on board. I had a chance to listen properly this morning. I've only been nipping in and out. And what a great radio voice you have. Lovely, lovely Scottish accent there to start the day. And of course, that's where I've just come from, actually. I was away with the family for a little break in Edinburgh in Scotland. So, of course, what I thought was the best thing I could possibly do was just bring you on this little ride with me to where I've been because I love sharing my experiences too and I love hearing yours. So today I'm going to take you off to Edinburgh first of all and if it's somewhere you have visited please let me know in the chat room. If it's somewhere you haven't and you're wondering what you can do there or enjoy in that part of the world then stay with me. I'm hoping to inspire you to do some of the things that I have enjoyed when I've spent my time up there with my family. Just a little nip in the last song or the first song actually that I played today was a dance called Lucky in Love 2. Now this one was a fun one for me this week because while I was away I thought uh, should I cancel my streamline workshop? But to heck with it, much to the dismay of my family, I decided I was still going to do my workshop from the room we stayed in. So after a really hectic day, we cleared out all the furniture in the hotel room that I was staying in and I taught my workshop. And this first track I've played today was the dance I taught. It's called Lucky in Love 2. It's choreographed by myself and the very talented Winston from Malaysia. Now, uh, Winston's a great guy. He's a lovely dancer and a great teacher. Met him when I was out in Singapore this time last year and uh, he said we should write a dance together and can you believe it's taken this long to get round to it. I'm terribly late with getting round to things but that was our creation. Absolutely loved it. 
and it was a great streamlined workshop so thank you to anyone who joined me for that this week now before I talk a little bit more about what I did in Edinburgh and hopefully hear your stories and inspire you to visit I am going to play this next track and uh, you can guess what it's in reference to that I managed to do on my little breakaway And there we have a rose garden choreographed by Joe Thompson. That was back 
in 1999, so I think it now acquires the old classic, old favourite status. So I'm going to just check back into the chat room and see because I can see more joining us this morning. Good morning, Jim Stankiewicz. He's saying good morning all and welcome back from vacation. Hayley, now you can get some rest. When do you ever know me to get rest, Jim? <laughs> I didn't get rest on vacation and I sure ain't getting it now. Maureen Brown, good morning. Lovely to see you in the chat room and welcome. Sandra Douglas, also good morning. I will dro be dropping in while I'm getting ready for my afternoon out fed at uh, fed in the shed <laughs> sandra has some lovely uh, lunches actually and uh, this local place has has secluded and, and managed social distancing beautifully by setting up some outdoor sheds to be served in it looks beautiful i'll have to join you there one day sandra for sure and i know sandra's been to edinburgh a lot so it's great you can join us on this first leg of our journey Sarah's saying, oh, lucky in love. Morning, Hayley and all. Thank you, Sarah. And uh, Charlie's in the chat room too. He's saying, good morning, peeps. Happy Friday. Willie Brown is saying, glad you enjoyed your break in God's country. And Jim is asking if he means Texas. <laughs> of course, that is the United Kingdom and the American divide. Um, Texas is God's country there. Scotland over here, actually mainly to the Scots. I don't think a lot of English would agree, but uh, I'm 50-50, I'm half and half so, uh, Scottish and English, so I would tend to agree. And uh, I asked Phoenix about uh, his busy dance week. He says he went to a social both Saturday and Sunday last weekend. Monday to Friday, he has classes as well as ladies coming for private tuition. And he started a new class at a retirement village called Somerset this morning. Oh my goodness, Phoenix, how busy of you. Bless you. What a week. And uh, Tino is saying, <laughs> well, he shared a gif of uh, me sharing, cleaning up the hotel room. I, uh, yeah, I, I, that it was a little bit messy like that, I have to say. Uh, <laughs> I got my family to move all the furniture. And uh, Charlie is saying, Edinburgh is awesome. I studied up there for a couple of years and had many fantastic times there. I absolutely love it. It's a beautiful city. I am slightly biased. I still have so much family there, and that's where my dad's from. I know we checked into Edinburgh a few weeks ago, actually, but just being there again, I thought I would bring you on my travels with me this week. So, uh, oh, Sandra's saying, Hayley, I've been to Edinburgh. <laughs> of course you have, Sandra. Scotland, Scotland, Scotland. You're up there anyway. And Tom has checked in. Uh, Tom Sonju, he's saying, hi, Hayley. And listeners, can't listen today. Have to catch you on Mixcloud or Catch Up. Have a great show and have a great day, guys. Of course you can't, Tom, because it's your birthday. You must have plans today. So a very happy birthday to you, lovely. And uh, of course, I played Rose Garden last. And I said, can you guess where my first stop off was on my break this past weekend? Phoenix is saying, did you visit some gardens? And indeed, I did. We visited the Royal Botanic gardens in Edinburgh. It was amazing. It was a beautiful little place. Um, big place, actually. And uh, Willie Brown is saying, it's been years since I was last in Edinburgh. And can you believe, he says, I only stay an hour away. You need to get in there more, Willie. And uh, Ross is saying, good morning, Hayley, and tuning in. I love Rose Garden. Leslie Kidd is in the house, too. She's saying good morning. She's tuned in while working. And welcome also to you, Janice, who's saying hello, Hayley, and everyone listening. Greetings from Penang in Malaysia. So, yes, we stopped off at the Botanical Gardens. I'm just going to take you briefly to the gardens with me now and hope you enjoy them as much as I did. Unfortunately, one of the most amazing things there are the greenhouses and they were shut because of social distancing. 
Um, so, unfortunately, we didn't see some of the exciting tropical plants in there. And if you listen to me weekly, you may remember we were talking about the biggest flower in the world that's from Indonesia. Well, actually, in Edinburgh Botanic Gardens, they have one of those in the greenhouse, but I didn't get to see it, sadly. But the gardens themselves, walking around, was beautiful. The Queen Mother Gardens especially, I love them because they had lots of roses. It was a rose garden and I love roses. The gardens are nearly 350 years old. They were founded back in 1670 as a physic garden, which is a garden basically uh, maintained for growing medicinal plants. They have a beautiful tropic palm house, tropical palm house. Again, I say this wasn't open, but it's very Victorian looking and so beautiful, built in 1834. And the gardens are a wonder themselves because in a turbulent age when both Cromwell and the bubonic plague had left its mark on the city, Edinburgh continued to produce resources and determination. And the garden was just a product of that. Today, the Royal Botanic Garden Edinburgh has a plant collection of 13,500 different species. In fact, 36 new species per year are being added to this. There's 300 volunteers at work there and the gardens welcome over 1 million visitors per year. It also publishes scientific publications, around 200 of these per year. So a very, very cool place and you can see why the royals love visiting there actually. I visited lots of places last weekend and I'm going to take you with me as we travel around these, see if you can guess what this pertains to a little bit for Edinburgh. Listen to this next song. When I was six years old, I broke my leg. And I was running from my brother and his friends. And tasted a sweet perfume of the mountain grass I rolled down. I was younger then Take me back to when I found my heart Broke it here, made friends and lost them through the years And I've not seen the boring fields in so long I know I've grown, but I can't wait to go home So long, oh how we've grown 
friend left to sell clothes One works down by the coast One had two kids but lives alone One's brother overdosed One's already on his second wife One's just barely getting by But these people raised me and I Can't wait to go home And I'm on my way I still remember these old country lanes When we did not know the answers And I missed the way A little bit of Ed Sheeran there, and that dance was Castle on the Hill, choreographed by Roy Vadonk and Gemma Richard. And um, I love this comment here in the chat room from Willie Brown. Hmm, Castle, Hill, Edinburgh? Nope, can't think. <laughs> of course, if you've been to Edinburgh, if you live here in the UK, you'll know that Edinburgh is very, very famous for its big castle on the crags on that hill above the city it towers above the city so beautifully and um, of course uh, it, a lot of Edinburgh is on extinct volcanoes and uh, the castle is no different it was built upon a volcano um, and you can see this beautiful beautiful castle above everywhere else as you travel around and one of the best places that you can see this castle from is another little hill within the city and it's called Colton Hill and I visited there and it is amazing if you haven't been there uh, if you, but you've been to Edinburgh go actually I think I've said before I spent most of my life growing up in Edinburgh but went up there for the very first time this past week and there's a lot to see up there uh, the National Monument uh, sits there very graciously above everything else this is an Athenian inspired monument it was started to be built actually um, in 1820 and it was designed to commemorate the brave men who gave their lives during the Napoleonic Wars. Now lack of funds meant that this particular monument couldn't be finished. It remains permanently unfinished now and many dubbed it at the time Edinburgh's shame. Now some failed attempts have been made to complete this since then um, but because this kind of unfinished building is part of Edinburgh's history many have voted to leave it as it is and actually if you visit it it's quite spectacular as it is. I don't know if anybody in our chat room's ever been to Colton Hill or seen this beautiful site but the connection between panoramic views comes from this place. Let me tell you, the beautiful panoramic views from Colton Hill have inspired visitors for centuries. Famous monuments and world-renowned landmarks can be seen from miles around from this point. In fact, the views are so inspiring, they sparked a whole new art form the panorama. In the 1780s, Irish painter Robert Barker set off to Edinburgh in the hopes to improve his fortunes. Little did he know 
he would be creating one of the most lucrative entertainment forms of the age. A master of perspective, it is believed he came up with the idea during one of his visits to this favourite hilltop of Colton Hill in 1787 with his 12-year-old son and some self-designed apparatus. He sketched a 360 degree of Edinburgh from the top of Colton Hill. And wham bam! panoramic vision was born back in that day so thank you Colton Hill for that another monument you will see up there is one that's shaped like an upside down telescope this is the Nelson monument it was completed in 1816 to commemorate Admiral Lord Nelson who died at the Battle of Trafalgar in 1805 um, in 1852, a time ball was added to enable ships in the Firth of Forth to set their chronometers accurately by observing the dropping of the ball at one o'clock each day. Nine years later, the one o'clock gun was added at Edinburgh Castle. And if you go to Edinburgh Castle, be there at one and you will hear this daily one o'clock gun. Um, and today, even at Nelson's Monument, the ball still drops at exactly one o'clock in the summer and at noon during the winter months. So there we go. Colton Hill, definitely something worth doing if you haven't done it. Uh, we all love lovely views. It's great to see some lovely views of the city. And uh, just again, jumping back to the chat room, Anna Christina is saying, Hi Hayley, would love to visit Scotland one day. It sounds like a wonderful place. It really is, Anna. And uh, make sure you pop and see me too, because I'm not far from there. I'm only a few hours south of Scotland. Janice is saying, gosh, Haley, must make this place one of my stops when I attend CBA in 2022. Yes, Janice, definitely add it to your list. Um, we were having a little debate in my car about what was a better city, London or Edinburgh. Um, of course, I'm not going to comment because I am slightly biased when it comes to this, but there is a lot of beautiful history in Edinburgh as a capital city. Uh, so do check it out if you're considering visiting and I will tell you a little bit more about it in just a moment but of course I couldn't visit Edinburgh without playing this next song <laughs> Every penny on to you When I come home, when I come home. 
Up 5 till 7 p.m. Shaken, not stirred. That last song, I could not play it. It was the Proclaimers, and they were singing 500 Miles. The Proclaimers are Craig and Charles Reed, and they were born in Leith in Edinburgh. And uh, that is a very famous song there. Now it tends to be known as a football song. But one of my greatest memories of my youth was singing this in, a, in an Edinburgh club with so much energy um, and so much power when this comes on. It's such a great feeling. It's like being at a festival. And there was indeed a dance to it. We've danced dances to this before. There's a lot that fit to it. But the dance itself was actually choreographed by Anne-Marie Sleeth. And she did a great job with that one too. And uh, coming back into the chat room there... Uh, and of course we're talking about how you must how Janice must come to Scotland Janice has said in the chat room there and Anna Christina and Willie is saying Janice please do come to Scotland yeah you will love it uh, some great gifs popping up too and Sandra Burns is saying oh my gosh how many times have I sang this song after a few, a few shandies Leslie Kidd is saying I, would ho- I was hoping you would play a different Proclaimers song I'm on my way used to love the dance too I, we sometimes do Elvira to on my way that is another great proclaimers song and uh, leslie kidd is saying i've actually never been to scotland oh leslie put it on your list you will love it there's so many beautiful places especially when you go and see all the scottish lochs they're amazing and graham kennedy is checking in this is my daddy he is saying great show making me homesick i wish i had come away with you certainly certainly uh i am biased there because because Edinburgh is where my dad is from. It's his hometown. And Joan Order saying good morning. Hayley, lovely to see you in the house. Joan, how great. Um, oh, my husband's popping in too. I want to go back, Miss Edinburgh, already. And uh, Jim is saying what? It was in the movie Benny and June. Jim, great comments. Of course it was. Uh, great song, right? You can really spot the Scottish accents there from those Reed brothers. 
And it is in reference to the fact that when I was up in Scotland, we walked the Royal Mile. Now, it was quite a walk because we started uphill and then decided to walk downhill again and run the rest, which was a bit of a long story I won't go into. But if you are planning on visiting Edinburgh, the Royal Mile is something you must, must do. The Royal Mile is at the heart of Edinburgh's old town, with the castle at its head and Holyrood House at its foot. Its name comes from its tradition as a processional route for kings and queens for the last 500 years. And of course, what will you see if you walk the Royal Mile? Well, St Giles's Cathedral is there. This was founded during the reign of King David. You have the crossing at the crossing of Mer uh, Mary Street marks the location of the Flodden Wall, which is has that famous connection to the Battle of Flodden. There's Canongate Kirk, which is uh, the little church at the bottom. This is where the Queen's granddaughter Zara Phillips married her husband Mike Tyndall, and. Uh, they, they were wed there and of course they had their reception at the beautiful Holyrood Palace and uh, there is the a lot of uh, picturesque things to see there in fact uh, I was talking about the volcanic rock that still stands in Edinburgh and the castle sits upon this uh, what used to be an active volcano glaciers over the years actually passed over this area and eroded it a lot but uh, you can't destroy tough volcanic rock and it was left with a lovely little slopey bit going up to the castle and that is now the Royal Mile so the Royal Mile will take you from Holyrood Palace up to the castle oh excuse me and um of course, I was talking about St. Giles Cathedral, which was founded during the reign of King David in the 1130s. Um, it was soon um, just just after founding the Royal Borough itself, and um, it wasn't actually classed as a cathedral all that time. It was just remade into a cathedral or reclassed as a cathedral in recent years. And one of the famous places that people do mention upon the Royal Mile is the pub Deacon Brodie's. And it's named after the real life inspiration for Jekyll and Hyde. We all know Jekyll and Hyde, the book, right? And the movie. Well, this pub has four things going for it that makes it irresistible to snap happy tourists. For one, it's strikingly black and white and has lots of colourful flowers hung up around it. It has a very cool pub sign and there are three extra British red telephone boxes sitting outside. But pretty appearances beside, it gets his name from one of Edinburgh's most notorious characters. William Brodie was the deacon of an engineering guild. During the day he was a respected man, like Dr Jekyll of course, but at night his wild side came out. He partied, he gambled and he had lots of mistresses just like Mr Hyde. Brodie came up with a clever way to rob rich people's homes that involved making copies of their keys and letting himself in while they were away. He got away with it actually for 10 whole months before he was caught and he was hanged. And the place where this pub is today is where his offices used to be. So visit there if you're heading to the Royal Mile. And there is a part of the Royal Mile that you can actually legally spit on. If you walk upon the Royal Mile, you might notice a heart inlaid into the cobblestone streets. And you might think, oh, how cute. But what a shame, somebody has spit all over it. <laughs> well, this is the heart of Midlothian and it marks the site of the old 
toll booth from the 15th century. This used to be the administrative centre, prison and public execution site. So a lovely place to visit, you know. As criminals were released from being imprisoned, they would make sure to leave their mark on the place by spitting on the doorstep. Today, people spit on it for good luck and you won't get into trouble with the police for spitting there because it's completely legal in the city, but don't spit anywhere else in the Royal Mile. Okay, this is the bit where I'm going to overload you with facts here, because um, if you're lucky, you'll also be able to see a statue of a horse that appears to be urinating. Yes, indeed, I know, lovely subjects. But Parliament Square is done in a beautiful grand style of the ancient Romans, and the biggest statue there is a 17th century statue of Charles II, right, uh, based on um, Marcus Aurelius riding a horse. Uh, it is a rather chubby horse, it must be said. But uh, that's because the horse's tummy is actually a vacuum to stop water leaking out of the statue and um, I got to tell you it just doesn't always work and uh, there's a hole in it but if you're lucky after a rainy day because of this uh, this vacuum that's inside it will look like the horse is urinating and uh, naturally it's received complaints over the years from the fancy people like the women's guild but the official response is this is a royal statue leave it alone and uh, have you ever heard that that phrase that expression get off scot-free and ever wondered where it came from okay so riddles court on the royal mile consists of an inner and outer courtyard and uh, these places were way nicer to live than some of the narrow closes and so were in high demand some of the lucky residents there were actually schoolboys. now one day there was a public holiday everybody got the day off except the schoolboys, who of course were understandably a little put out by this news. In protest, they barricaded themselves in their rooms and they refused to come out. Things got so out of hand that the military were sent in. As they approached, one of the schoolboys pointed a rifle out of the window and he shot and killed a soldier. But this wasn't just any schoolboy, he was the Lord's nephew, and so it all got covered up. But unfortunately for them, the London papers got wind of the situation and they wrote an expose saying you could get away with murder if you were in Scotland and therefore get off scot-free. And that is where the phrase comes from, to get off scot-free. Wow. So some great things about the Royal Mile there. Um, if you do visit Scotland, be sure to walk it. So many lovely historical sites as you go there. Okay, I'm going to just head into our next song now. This one will let you know a little bit of what I'm going to talk about next. <laughs> I am actually good 
choreographed by Remy Lemaire and Guillaume Richard and that is just pertaining to the fact that I'm going to take you to the royal palace next. I am going to breeze through these. I know I get carried away with these facts and I go on a little bit but uh, up in Edinburgh there is Holyrood House or Holyrood Palace which is still the Queen's residence for one full week of every year. This palace was initiated by James IV in the 16th century and remodeled by Charles II in 1670. And of course there is a beautiful abbey that is there attached to it that is um, of course Holyrood Abbey. And there's a little legend with the abbey actually. Uh, it relates that in 1127 while King David was hunting in the forests of East Edinburgh during the Feast of the Cross he was thrown from his horse after it had been startled by a heart. Now according to different variations of the story the king was saved from being gored by the charging animal when it was startled either by the miraculous appearance of a holy cross descending from the skies or by sunlight reflected from a crucifix which suddenly appeared be, be, um, between the heart's antlers while the king attempted to grasp them in self-defense. As an act of thanksgiving for his escape, David I founded Holyrood Abbey on that very site in 1128. He immediately said, build an abbey here. That abbey became a brilliant site because it has such beautiful views of Arthur's Seat and some other of the Scottish hills. And uh, in time, Edinburgh Castle stops being the royal residence and they decided that it was a much nicer spot and more private down in that little valley to build a palace next to the abbey. 
Hence, Holyrood Palace came about, and Queen Victoria made it a royal residence once again after it being unused for a little while, because she uh, she spotted that it was quite a convenient stop-off for those that were travelling up to Balmoral. Now, it has a great history too, of course. The very famous Mary Queen of Scots lived there, and this was where, where uh, the famous murder of her secretary, David Rizzio, was performed. Um, she had a very jealous husband. It was a, a cousin of hers that she married actually her second husband Lord Darnley and uh, he was quite a self-serving gent and he was very very jealous of her secretary David Rizzio he believed they were having an affair although it wasn't so one night in her private rooms she was there with a small group of people including uh, David Rizzio and uh, Lord Darnley and a group of men that he led stormed up the stairs into her room and chased Rizzio into the next room where they killed him. And it is said that you can still see the blood marks on the floor if you're in that room today, which we believe we saw, although I think uh, they may be a little touched up over the years. Um, and if you're there also, the beautiful Queen's Gallery is there too. This hosts a program of changing exhibitions from the Royal Collection. Really lovely place. I could give you a lot more facts on that, but I won't because we, we are moving on today. It's a very short journey if we stay in Edinburgh for too long. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm just again checking in the chat room. Uh, Ross Brown's had me in giggles. He says, Hayley, spitting, urinating, you've only had one week off and now it's all filth. <laughs> Sorry about that, Ross. <laughs> just typical. Some lovely gifs popping up there to celebrate that lovely dance that I played there. That was the Queen. A great, great dance. Still a favourite. And I'm going to play you another one now and then I'll tell you what it is relating to. So here we go. This one is Panda Cha.
song is J.D. Souther, You're Only Lonely, and the dance was Panda Cha, and it was choreographed by Peter Metelnik and Alison Biggs, and actually the panda is for P and A, Peter and Alison, but today I'm just going to use it as a reference because the last place I'm taking you to in Edinburgh is Edinburgh Zoo, and Edinburgh Zoo is actually the only zoo in the UK that has giant pandas and it's the only zoo in the UK that also has koalas too so if you want to see either of these animals you will have to go up to Scotland to see them and uh, I'm just checking on your comments again I'm going to jump back into this chat room Joan Ord is saying love this dance that was the queen that we played because it is such a classic indeed and Anna Christina is saying back at school I was really fascinated by the fight between the two queens I wrote a paper about it and yeah love this dance um yeah we were talking about mary queen of scots and of course we all know the history the feud between mary queen of scots and her cousin queen elizabeth the first of england and it is kind of a tragic story i do feel sorry mary had such a hard life if you look at it she grew up in france without knowing any of her real family married off very young to the french dauphin who died had to come back and then married lord darnley as her second husband he was a bit of a brute and uh, when everybody turned on her she ran to her cousin in England where eventually after a few years there she ended up being beheaded by that cousin and uh, as she was beheaded her little dog was hidden in the um, in the folds of her skirt as well which is one of the stories that history maintains um, I love my, my history about my kings and queens but that story always saddens me Mary Queen of Scots is such an interesting character and of course they say well you know in England and a Scottish cousin they wouldn't have seen each other always hits home with me because I have so many cousins in Scotland I'm an English girl with fully Scottish cousins and uh, I love them so much I can't imagine uh, having a feud like that because uh, you know your cousins are your cousins it's, it's such a tragic story I think she must have been quite a brute that Queen Elizabeth um, indeed so just checking in as well <laughs> I'm diverting as I do I want to wel welcome Tanya McDonnell White into the chat room she is saying good morning listening while putting the finishing touches to my dining room that sounds very nice and uh, of course as I played Panda Cha we have some gifs popping up and Willie Brown says I've been to the zoo so a huge round of applause there Willie Brown uh, for guessing that's where I was chatting about and it is a very spectacular zoo it was quite quiet while I was there but as I say the only place you'll see koalas and pandas and actually 1,000 rare and endangered animals living there it was also home for a long time to a famous Syrian soldier bear that claimed to help win World War II he retired to live out his days in Edinburgh Zoo and if it's a place you're thinking of going to do go if you like penguins Edinburgh has Europe's largest outdoor penguin pool it has um, enough water to flush a toilet 120,000 times or to fill half an Olympic swimming pool. There we go. I've talked about spit, pee and now filling toilets. And um, if you want to see these penguins but you can't get over to the zoo, you can watch the penguins live. Edinburgh's penguins are so popular that a, web a webcam gives all fans of the penguins access to their daily activity. You can tune in at any time to see what they're up to at Edinburgh Zoo. And they have the very famous penguin parade there where the penguins will walk around through the zoo. And it actually started as an accident. 
happened. In 1951, the first parade took place because a plucky penguin and his pals went for a walk around the pool after the gate was mistakenly left open. The others followed and the rest, as they say, was history. So I'm going to take you from Edinburgh now, so fasten your seatbelts. I didn't intend to spend as much time here, but I really enjoyed being here. I do love Edinburgh. Put it on your list if you haven't visited there. I'm going to whisk you away now to Estonia. Estonia is a country in northern Europe. They were once under the yoke of Denmark and uh, then Russia or the Soviet Union and they are now very independent and a very lovely place by the sounds of it somewhere I've never been but as always I would like to put it on my list and as we enter Estonia I'm just going to play you this very first track. Desire, linger, linger long 
beautiful song to enter Estonia with and I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a minute but we're just leaving Edinburgh and we were just talking about Mary Queen of Scots there too and uh, I'm just checking in because Sandra Burns is saying Hayley I'm the same but the other way round I'm Scottish with several English cousins love them loads oh I absolutely love my cousins too um, in Scotland so we're saying we do not understand uh, Elizabeth so easily executing her dear cousin Mary Queen of Scots uh, they used to write letters you know and they used to be in contact quite often so how could they do that oh Tino your little dog is shaking his head at me why is he doing that you can explain to me a little bit um, if maybe there's something not right there so uh, okay I don't know if you've seen on social media recently, but there was an event that ran the other week and it was quite exciting to see an event up and running, a real event, not just a digital event. And this was in Estonia and it was an event called Dance Until You Drop. And I wanted to get in touch with somebody who uh, ran that event and just chat to her. I was told that this lady was a very lovely lady and certainly that information proved true. I was uh, just chatting to Mary Yu here, uh, who runs the event, and I said, would you tell me a little bit more about uh, Estonia? I've never visited here, would love to visit, looks like a great place, I'm just learning about it, it's quite a new place to me. I think over in the UK we don't, it's not a place we would visit a lot or talk about a lot, so it's quite exciting to learn some new things about this, and I wanted to know what dancing was like there. So the event kicked off and went amazingly, Jose Miguel was there and Shane McKeever, and it looked fantastic, and Mary Yu was very kind to drop in and give me a bit of information despite all the mania that she's been dealing with with over there. So she starts off by saying, Estonia is a pretty small country compared to UK, France or Sweden. Our population is only 1.3 million people. So I actually, I can say that almost all line dancers know each other here. Line dancing started in Estonia almost 22 years ago. Actually, and she has an exact date, wow, 27th of the 10th, 20, uh, 2020, well, 2020 will be the 23rd 23 year anniversary so how cool how cool to be celebrating that soon and she says Kaya Seeger started line dance classes here and she is our most important person here we fondly call her our line dance mom and actually that first song I played you today was choreographed by Kaya Seeger. It was called Diamond of the Night and it was a Eurovision entry in 1999 for Estonia. So I thought it was a great one to start with and great choreography for that one, Kaya. Lovely. She said, um, and, and Mary Yu says, uh, Kaya is still going strong and has line dance classes in two cities weekly. She also teaches line dance for people in wheelchairs and uh, those who have hearing disabilities. So she's done an awful lot in Estonia. That is very, very cool and lovely to hear. Um, she says, as in any other country also here, we started as one big line dance family and everybody knew the same dancers. Nowadays, there are two different directions here. Now, as I travel, I see that in a lot of different countries too. But Mary Yu says, we still fit into the same ballroom and we dance together and laugh together and chit chat together, which is lovely. She said, we just had a great outside event at Kaya's home last weekend where we danced, learned dances and chilled with local Estonian country groups. I think mainly what connects us are a lot of old line dance classics that everybody knows here. For example, Pot of Gold, Dizzy, Islands in the Stream, Chill Factor, 
everybody someone donegan's real picnic poker coasting take a breather hold your horses leaving of liverpool hearts and flowers and etc and also some of the new ones connect us a bit too girl crush shape of you the queen which we've played today italiano and many others so let's pop one of those on now this is one of the dancers that is popular all around estonia this one is it's not the leaving of liverpool, of liverpool that grieves me but my darling when i think of
that one was Leaving of Liverpool choreographed by the wonderful Maggie Gallagher and quite popular in Estonia and my lovely uh, Estonian correspondent Mary Yu says in Estonia people love Maggie Gallagher dances I think that all the dancers know at least five of her dances some 10 some 20 some 30 she is indeed one of my favorites too Mary Yu and uh, let's just see what we're saying about Estonia as we hit down in it now Sandra Burns is saying uh, our football pro Sandra Burns is saying Hayley their football games tend to have lots of goals in them especially the ones featuring Flora Tallinn and Levadia Tallinn uh, so they're very good at football in Estonia too that's good to know Anna Christina is saying I was at that event in Tallinn it was so nice to dance with real people again how cool Anna unfortunately we haven't had any events in here in the UK yet so uh, it's really exciting to hear that it's going so well over there and Ross Brown is saying guess what that day is my birthday so there we go we're going to call it an Estonian birthday now Ross because uh, when Estonia turns 23 you will also turn 23 very cool Joan Ord is saying Tallinn I think is the capital of Estonia looks stunning and Sandra saying yes it is and indeed it is Joan and thank you for sharing that picture if you're in the chat room have a look what a lovely picture of a lovely place Sarah Jalkinen is saying dance until you drop a vent and I can see the stars in her eyes and marry you heart heart the event was absolutely awesome this year just like it's been every single year I've been there and that's quite a few times and of course I heard about this event from you Sarah um, it sounds amazing what a beautiful place and an exciting event it seems to be and again I've been so excited learning some more uh, so much more about Estonia as I've been looking into this and with Mary Yu's help. Mary Yu is also saying the club where she teaches dances and organizes events have decided to take a more modern new line approach to dances. Uh, she says our club has always been going a little bit of a different way and dance the modern dances but after going with our club to World Dance Masters event in Manchester we discovered that we wanted to learn more of those cool dances. We saw them at the dance floor back uh, we saw them on the dance floor back then and loved them. So that was the point when we started to follow more what was going on around the world and these new dancers. We started to teach these dancers and do whatever dances we particularly thought would be danced at events we were going to. She says that they've traveled the UK a lot for dance events. So she's listed here Eurodance, World Dance Masters, some like to go to the Strictly event in Stoke and also travel to many Swedish and Danish events. And um, some of the popular New Line dancers over there in Estonia are ones that I actually love myself too. These are ones I've been teaching. Um, on the list, Shot of Tequila. I gotta say, that's a great samba. We don't men get many great sambas in line dancing now. Uh, Lily, Witness, Moves, Dem They Go, Limelight, Wiser and Older, Revolution, Shape of You, Sound of Silence, Take Me to the Water, Take Me to the River, La Bomba, Still Going Strong, Let It Be, Walk of Shame, The Queen, Do Your Thing, Girl Crush, To the Moon and Back, The Last Word, Falling Walls, Faith and Desire, Poetry in Motion, Showstopper and many more. Our club current favourites are Elastic Heart, Limelight, Woke Up Late, La Bomba and Faithful Soul brilliant brilliant dance choices there limelight is one of my favorites as you know i love the fred dancers and i saw listed there one that i learned with fred in chicago revolution this is one i don't see danced enough it's absolutely great this is our next track 
revolution. I was searching, waiting for the bitter winds to change. I was certain time and cast a shadow on my face. I was aching, trying to find a meaning in the end. I was sure, sure that I would never love again. Cavallaro. 
to find out what happened the morning after and the night before. Tuesdays, 2 p.m. UK time on Line Dancer Radio. Bringing you the hottest dances from Asia. Join Philip Tuesdays, 12 till 2 p.m. for Asia in Line, the heart of Asia. So we're heading down in Estonia where they've just had an amazing event recently, Dance Until You Drop. And while all our events all over the world are sadly being cancelled, you clever Estonians, you managed to pull that off. So well done. And it's lovely to read about those of you in the chat room who have been Sarah Jalkinen and Anna Christina. And Anna Christina is saying our event in Finland was also cancelled and that's why it was especially great to go to Estonia. Although both Sarah and Anna are saying they wouldn't miss it anyway for the world and uh, down here also Janice is saying limelight is my favorite dance too I get carried away when I do this number it certainly is such a beautiful dance and I've been finding out a lot more about events and things that happen in Estonia again I don't hear much of it but when I do it looks so fabulous fantastic um, and my lovely correspondent from Estonia has given me lots of lovely information Mary you here she says additionally in Estonia competitors tend to compete in Latvian and Lithuanian competitions it is not as big as in Latvia or Lithuania where there are loads of young dancers due to these competitions but we have some groups that love to compete too if somebody ever happens to come to Estonia they should visit the following events here of course dance until you drop which is a more new line mixed styles event organized by our club every year in the end of July or the beginning of August and you can check more about that event out online it's a three-day event with world famous choreographers teaching all new dancers and uh, also there's a lot of shows and a lot of social dancing too and uh, this is i like the sound of this it takes place in different cities in estonia how cool this year of course it is different we have the event on the we uh the event was on the 7th to the 9th of august um but could still organize it due to low numbers but uh, unfortunately many of the dancers from the different countries that normally fly into this event weren't actually able to attend it's a shame but it still came off still managed to be organized and uh, looked like a great weekend um, and Mary you were saying they totally changed their choreographer lineup uh, constantly but of course this year they had Jose Miguel Belocavana and Shane McKeever. It looked a lot of fun. And uh, also in the event they will have an Estonian choreographer uh, who they choose in January's Estonian choreography competition. And this year uh, Andres Lipmar is teaching. Um, and I will talk a little bit more about him soon. Uh, but if anyone happens to be here in Estonia at that time and they want to do some dancing, they're welcome to the event. Indeed. And... Uh, I will, uh, I will, I just want to talk about uh, some brilliant Estonian choreographers actually because again when um, these dancers come out of countries sometimes they don't hit us in the UK or the States as much as we would like and um, this next dance is one called Cake by the Ocean and we tended to do Scott Blevins version of this over in the UK but if you look up some choreography to this same track by Maya Kasich 
it's an absolutely brilliant dance. She's choreographed this great dance called Cake by the Ocean. Uh, I'd love to see this dance more because there's always room for variations on choreographies. So have a listen. This one is for you, Maya. By the ocean a lot of dances to that one online but i just want to celebrate this wonderful choreography by me <laughs> i think 
that's what they call a technical hitch but there you go a free bonus no extra charge that was fun um cake by the ocean choreographed by maya kasik and to celebrate her choreography well done because she is an estonian choreographer and that is where we're hitting down in estonia and some brilliant facts thanks to Mary you here thank you so much and we're talking about uh, all the things you can do there and of course we've learned from Sandra that the Estonians are very good football players so thank you for that fact and did you know the first meal consumed in space was pre prepared in Estonia now when it comes to access to the internet Estonia can be called the most advanced the education there especially for things internet related is at the highest level and uh, one fact i love is that in tallinn the capital public transport is free to all city residents so if you register as living there you can get on the bus for free now skype software we can thank the estonians for that too and um, apparently one great fact is katuli salad or the estonian potato salad is apparently to die for and i want to play you a track by another estonian choreography next looking in in the chat room and i hope she doesn't mind me just taking a little bit of her quotes over this particular choreographer now this um was sent in a private message and i never read stuff out from private messages as you know but this was just such a great validation of how great this guy is she says because there's one choreographer in estonia that i have to personally mention andrus lipmar he is so talented and he's done quite a few dances he's won the estonian choreography competition with his dance unstoppable to a see a, see a song he taught it at the dance until you drop event that year and then i came back and taught it in finland and we still adore that dance the music is awesome and the dance is pure genius i also really love the west coast swing dance he published last summer called all nighter um, she says if you visit estonia you must mention andros he is absolutely fantastic so that dance that sarah did mention to me i'm gonna play that next i love sia i'm a big sia fan and uh, this is a great track and of course very great choreography by andrew slipma a very very big high five to him takes to fool this down I'll do it till the sun goes down and all through the night time oh yeah oh yeah I'll tell you what you want to hear keep my sunglasses on while I shed a tear it's never the right time yeah, yeah.
Unstoppable by Sia and that was choreographed by Andrew Slipma and what a great song I'm just going to check out for some of this chat room gossip right now some great dance in there Angela Drivers in the house hello lovely she says great show again Hayley and thank you a great gift from Sandra we'll eat cake by the ocean and Ross Brown is saying the original lyrics weren't about a cake Hayley it was a little bit more naughty than that I have heard that Ross but I'll try to stay a little bit cleaner and Sarah Jalkin is saying oh yes thank you Hayley for this Andrus Lipma's Unstoppable is one of my absolute favorites of all time and what a cracking piece of music he's chosen and great choreography there Andrews thank you so much we're in Estonia and we're just talking about some of the Estonian choreographers I just have a few facts again on Estonia that I found um, Estonia has one of the highest adult literacy rates in the world 99.8 percent that's quite high in 2005 Estonia was the first country in the world to adopt online voting and of course that's because we were talking about how advanced they are in their internet capabilities and uh, Tallinn St. Olaf's, oh, St Olaf's Church was the world's tallest building from 1549 to 1625 with a height of 159 meters how cool and um, they have a church there too which is the oldest surviving wooden building in the country the Estonian capital Tallinn was the home of the first publicly displayed Christmas tree. This was back in 1441. Wow, 50% of Estonia is covered by forest and that is a lot for such a small place. And Estonia has 2,000... 222 islands and islets in the Baltic. Estonia's famous liquor, Vana Tallinn, was invented in 1962, and the highest point in the country, Big Egg Mountain, is just 318 meters above sea level. An estimated 77.3% of Estonia's population was killed during the Second World War. My goodness, that's a huge percent of a population, isn't it? 7.3% of the entire population. Estonian is the official language spoken there. Russian is also widely spoken. And the currency there was the Kroon, but they joined the Eurozone and the Euro is officially the uh, current currency now. Uh, Estonia is named after the Ests who inhabited the region back in the first century AD and Estonia is the least religious country in the whole world with actually only 14% of the population claiming any religious beliefs at all. I'm gonna pick as a tune from another choreographer from Estonia now. Um, this is one by Tony Koidla. Tony Koidla, I probably not pronounced your name right, I'm afraid, Tony, but what a great dance this is. Um, Melted Ice, it's called, and it's to a track by a guy named Ot Lepland, who is actually an Estonian singer. So I hope you enjoy this one. Mida igane, et käsin 
the dance's melted ice choreographed by Tony Koidla, if I've pronounced the name correct, but lovely one, Tony. Thank you so much for that choreography. And it was to an Estonian track. Op Lepland is a singer from there. And uh, I really want to just finish off in Estonia with this couple of facts here. Uh, the world's most performed living composer, Arvo Part, is an Estonian. Estonia has the highest number of meteorite craters per land area in the world and Estonian women had the right to vote in as early as 1917. Wow, well done. Round of applause for Estonia. And Estonia has the highest number of supermodels per capita, 74 models per 1 million people. So we've learned that the Estonians are great football players, they're very clever and they're also very beautiful as well. Okay, and uh, one beautiful person of course that I must thank is Mary you here thank you so much for your help and just before i say thank you again i'm just going to nip into the chat room to see who is tuning in and out at the moment tracy pierce hello good morning Haley. nice to hear your voice after missing class for so long oh tracy comes to my class tracy i miss you i miss you and i can't wait to see you back and um jim is there celebrating our facts thank you so much jim uh, i do go on a little bit with these facts i i like to to talk about them a lot and um judith kennedy's in the chat room this is my mom she's saying great show brought back memories of living in edinburgh okay brilliant of course my brother was born in edinburgh too so my mom lived there for a while um it's been great to visit all these places today and especially a place i've never been to i virtually virtually visited here with you today we're doing everything virtually at the moment aren't we in these times hopefully not for much longer and we visited Estonia. What a great and amazing place this looks like, and I couldn't have done it without the help of the brilliant Meriu. Now, when just looking online, as I was looking at Estonian dancers, of course, um, and I saw a wonderful lady of two beautiful blonde ladies dancing a dance at World Dance Masters. And this is one Mary you never mentioned to me, but this is one of her own dancers. And uh, I had started looking at her own dancers really like this one. This one is called Go Girl. And I'll finish it our time in Estonia with this one.
Do you miss Line Dancer magazine? Then get ready to go back in time. Timelines with Dave Morgan. Mondays, 9pm UK time, exclusively on Line Dancer Radio. And we've been in Estonia for this leg of the journey. And thank you to Mary Yu here for some advice she shared with me. That last dance I just played was choreographed by her. It was called Go Girl. Absolutely love it. Look it up online. Fantastic. And just uh, hearing in the chat room about where you've been or if you've been to Estonia. And Sarah Jalkinen has shared a brilliant photo. It says, you can see the tower of Tallinn's Olaf Church, the, the church we mentioned in this picture. I took it last weekend from our hotel window. Oh my goodness, Sarah, I'm so jealous at that view. Wow. And uh, Linda Burgess is saying, we were in Estonia last year, just last year, Haley, on one of our cruises. Great place. Linda Burgess, you have been everywhere. I love this picture, Linda. Thank you for sharing it with us. Uh, great little gif there, Sandra. You go, girl. That is a great dance. Go, girl. And Joan Ord, I'm sending you a huge kiss right now. Amazing show, Haley. She says, You always brighten up my Friday morning. Thank you. That is so lovely to hear that. Now, hitchhikers, fasten your seatbelt because the next place I'm going to take you to is Portugal. And I am looking at the clock a little apprehensively. Why do I leave things as late as I do? I chatter away with these facts. But no worry because there is also next week. So I'm going to hit down in Portugal to end our journey today with this one. This dance is called That's How You Write a Song and it was a Eurovision entry for Portugal. Here we go.
cool song and the song and the dance are both called that's how you write a song the track was by Alfa Yilmaz and it was a Eurovision entry in 2018 and the dance was choreographed by two of my lovely friends Claire and Steve Rutter great great piece of choreography there guys thank you and just checking in the chat room we are entering Portugal at the moment very late in the day but we can pop back next week too and Tino Heger has put a great little gif there and I believe that is the singer Alpha, if I've got that right, Tino. And I have to give a great big shout out to you, Tino, because you've sent me a lot of this information that I'm going to tell everybody about today from Portugal. Always love the input, especially if it's places that people have been to. And Tino is very well traveled, so I am very grateful for all his input and information and uh, lots of uh, great gifs popping up there. Of course, Sandra always uh, provides us Sandra Burns with the best gifs in the house and she is saying Haley, listening to all the facts as well as the great music and your gorgeous voice makes this show fabulous keep doing it please thank you so much darling I'll pay you later um, oh Jones shared a lovely po uh, photo that's just popped up as I'm speaking in the chat room lovely Portugal I've been it is beautiful of course it's very popular for the Algarve there as well which we will learn a little bit more about either this week or next week. Of course, Portugal, officially the Portuguese Republic, is a country located mostly on the Iberian Peninsula in southwestern Europe. The word Portugal derives from the Roman Celtic place name Portus Cael, which is where present-day Vila Nova de Gaia now stands. The name of the city is from the Latin word for port or harbour, portus. And Portuguese is the official language of Portugal. Portuguese is a Romance language that originated from Gallic and Portuguese, an ex extinct language, that is, that was uh, spoken then. Um, and uh, it was spoken in what is now Gallica and Northern Portugal reasons. But there's still a lot of similarities between that and, of course, uh, Latin and the Portuguese language is derived from the Latin spoken by the Roman, Romanized pre-Roman people of the Iberian Peninsula. And uh, there's some great history, great fun facts as well to come for Portugal, if we can fit them in to get today. And uh, one of the, the songs that I knew I had to play was a track by Portugal, or Portugal the Man, as he is so called. There are actually 21 dancers online to this particular song. I don't know what reached you in your part of the world. Here we did too. We did one called Rebel for Kicks, which was choreographed by the lovely Ria Voss. And K is for Kicks is a very, very popular one in all my beginner classes. This one is choreographed by Christopher Gonzalez, who you can hear weekly with his and Med Megan's podcast. So here it is to celebrate those two dancers. This track is called Feel It Still. Mm -hmm. 
That was Portugal, the man, and the song was Feel It Still. Lots of brilliant dances to that one. I really loved K is for Kicks by Chris Gonzalez. Really, really loved that one. Uh, Rebel for Kicks by Ria was very popular here. And in the chat room, Tanya is saying, Matthew Sinyard has done a lovely little dance to this song as well. Of course, Matthew, you may know famously for Casey's Moon, he choreographed, which got a nomination for award last year. Fantastic dance, and he's a great guy. Sarah Jalkinen is saying this song is so cool. Noticed it's been used in quite a few adverts and uh, Sarah's also saying that the dance she did to it was Ria's dance. A fantastic dance for that one too. All right, I'm going to squeeze another one and quickly, um, I'm not going to get through all the Portugal facts today, but did you know about JK? Um, now, you may know or have heard of, of Jamariquai. Um, now, JK is the lead singer of Jamariquai and his biological father is a Portuguese former guitarist. Uh, he didn't actually meet him till 2001, but indeed JK is Portuguese. And I have to say, have you ever wondered where the name Jamariquai comes from? People tend to think JK is called Jamariquai, but Jamariquai is the band name. They're a British funk and acid jazz band, and the name of the band is a compound word. It was created from a jam session, so jam for J-A-M, Jamariquai, and the name of the Native American 
tribe, the Araquai. The band's first single was When You're Gonna Learn, that was released in 1992. And another cool one that they have done was a collaboration with Jules Holland. And uh, it was a dance choreographed by Rachel McEnany White. This particular dance was called Mood for Love. The dance was called Mood for Love, choreographed by Rachel McEnany White. And the track was a great track, sang by Jules Holland and Jamaraquai. Jamaraquai, of course, who is led by J.K., who is of Portuguese descent. And we're heading down in Portugal, but we've hardly had time to get our toes grubby on Portuguese soil today, as we have run out of time. And that will have to have been our last track, unfortunately. But please, please do join me next week. We'll pick up 
where we left off and we'll start our journey in Portugal. It gives you a chance if you have any memories of Portuguese facts you want to share to please do share them with me during the week and I can include them in next week's show. And if you are in the chat room, I'm seeing a lovely photo has just popped up shared with us by Linda Burgess. She said, loved the tram ride in Lisbon. And um, this is not just any old tram picture. That's a very picturesque and beautiful picture there, Linda. Thank you so much for that. It looks idyllic. Uh, a few facts. How about a few facts before we go about Portugal? The oldest bookstore in the world is in Portugal. It was established in 1732. Bertrand Bookshop, located in Lisbon, Portugal, is the oldest operating bookshop. Although it was destroyed in the Great Lisbon Earthquake of 1755, it was moved to the very location it still occupies in 1773. The world record holder for the largest dining table set is Portugal and uh, it was set for around 15,000 people. They were all served lunch on a bridge as part of some special inauguration celebrations. Portugal is the largest cork producer in the world. Portugal produces 70% of the world's cork exports. Main importers of Portuguese cork are, are are Germany, the UK, the US, and uh, let me tell you, the country also has the largest cork forest. How cool. Portugal is uh, one of the world's top surf spots. If you're a surfer, Portugal has a coastline that spans 497 miles, 800 kilometers that is, and it's known to have 364 days of surf. Of course, it is one of the hottest places in the world, uh, or certainly in Europe, should I say, and we'll find out more about that next week. So join me, hitch a ride back to Portugal with me next week. We've had some great fun, actually. We've been to Edinburgh today and relived some of my past weekends. We headed to Estonia and found out a lot of facts about this beautiful country, and now we're heading to Portugal. I'm going to leave you there this week, and thank you for joining me for another week. It's been fantastic. You are, of course, the best hitchhikers in the world. Thank you for hitchhiking and dancing with me. See you at 10 next Friday. It's time to go around the world with Ross Brown. Join Ross on his travels Wednesday, 12 p.m. here on Line Dancer Radio. And join multi-award winning DJ and Crystal Boot Hall of Fame member Dave Baycroft for the monthly chart show, Saturdays 12 till 3, exclusively on Line Dancer Radio.